Hi everyone, welcome to episode three of season three. I'm Sarah. I'm Pooja. And I'm Harshini. And this is the Useless Doctors Book Club. So in this episode, we read the book A Game of Fear by Charles Todd. And this book is number 24 in a series, uh, like the Ian Rutledge series. And this man is basically a detective from, well, I guess I shouldn't be going to the, <laughs> I'll let Pooja take that away. But yeah, um, I chose this book because I thought we could use a nice detective and I love anything with the Scotland Yard. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, Pooja, can you tell us a brief summary about this book? Sure. So as Sarah mentioned or hinted at, this is number 24 in the Ian Rutledge series. And Ian Rutledge is this detective in Scotland Yard. The series is kind of like a historical detective fiction um type of thing so like the whole stories all the books kind of take place in like the 1920s in England like right after World War One basically um but yeah so we're following this is number 24 in the series so you know all the characters have kind of been established by this point um but we're following but you can still read the book as an independent book I don't think it's like necessary to understand all the characters or anything like that um, but yeah, so basically we're following Ian Rutledge, uh, and he's kind of sent to this like very small village, um, in like coastal England, basically. And this very wealthy woman of this house kind of claims to have seen someone get murdered, but the, you know, twist here is that there is no body and the person she claims to be the murderer is a person who has died already. Like it is known this person has died in war. So she, there's no body and the murderer does not exist. So it's like, you know, that's kind of where the story begins. And basically Rutledge comes in and tries to solve this murder or solve this case and kind of figure out like, who is the murder? How did this person get murdered? Where is the body? Did a murder even happen? All this sort of stuff. And he kind of stays in this small town village or whatever. Um, and trying to like, you meet a cast of characters and all that jazz um, while we're following this whole case. Um, but yeah, that's kind of the whole thing in a nutshell. I'm not going to spoil too much because this is a mystery. So we should wait for the spoiler section of this podcast to fully dive deep into the whole story. But I'm going to hand it off to Harshini, who is going to give us our her spoiler-free review. Cool. So this is another one of those books where I did a very bad job of reading. So I want to qualify all my statements with the fact that, I don't know, I definitely followed this book more than other books that we've read that I haven't fully gotten into because there were definitely points of the book where I was kind of like, ooh, this like thing happened that I'm interested by. But in general, I feel like it took me a while to like just have the time to start to read this book. So I didn't have like a lot of like, I, I feel like I didn't really care about, like, the murder, you know, which I think can be hard sometimes if you, like, do read, I guess, a lot of, you know, murder mysteries and stuff. Like, I don't know. I think they're, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, it's it's just another murder. Um, I also would say this book, like, from the beginning, I was like, oh, this is kind of like Agatha Christie vibes of, like, you know, similar detective that's, like, obviously coming up in all the other books that we don't really get to see um well we only read this book that's why <laughs> but um yeah I think you can still obviously as Pooja said follow the story without knowing too much background but I'm sure like having that background of the characters is like a little helpful um but yeah with all of that said I rated this book 
three stars because I just, I don't know, I came in a middle of the road rating because I feel like I didn't get into it. But by the end, I was kind of like, okay, I don't know. I don't know if I would actually give it three stars. I'm like waiting for this podcast to really like a figure out exactly what happened i know what happened in terms of the murder but i feel like i lost a lot of the book in my not reading it well but um yeah i i feel like in general i think the like parts that i was interested by i feel like if i just like remained engaged in the story overall i would have liked it more but um i didn't hate reading it you know i wasn't like oh my God, get me out of this book, Um, (laughs) which has happened to other books. So I feel like, yeah, pretty middle of the road book for me. Um, It's hard to say if I would recommend it, but um, I don't know. I think like, it's not definitely not like the first book I would recommend. I don't think I said this either, but like, I don't personally vibe with a lot of books from like, not modern times like I feel like if a book is takes place before 2000 I'm like I don't know I'm just it's not as relatable to me so I'm just like I don't know this is not as fast like I I also think like a lot of times older books like it's not as fast paced in my opinion so I think that was also something I was missing so yeah I it's not like the first book I would recommend but I wouldn't like tell people specifically not to read it or anything but yeah Sarah how did this book live up to your expectations since you chose it yeah um so I also went through this book a little fast uh and I feel like I didn't give it the time it deserves I would rate this book probably at a four out of five stars (laughs) <laughs> pretty shy <laughs> okay maybe a 3.75 out of five stars I don't know like I thought it's definitely in my opinion nothing super special I think it's like typical of a mystery like it's very I don't know like generic it's nothing like unexpected or like revolutionary like I think there's lots and lots of books like this it's just I don't know a well-written mystery and it's like gives me I guess I don't know I haven't read Agatha Christie so maybe Agatha Christie vibes or like Sherlock Holmes vibes or something like that um I thought the mystery was like kind of interesting but again because I so I started out reading this book well listening to this book audiobook um from my mom's library card and then she thought she picked out the book for herself so she listened to it and then she returned it before I could finish listening to it then I didn't get the book in time for the podcast so I had to go to like resort to reading the book and I think that experience is much better reading the book than it was listening to the book like I feel like you get like more into I don't know maybe it's because I listened to it at like two times speed but it's like I think I don't know I I retained more information when I read it and I got more like I don't know like personalizations of the characters or like I like their personalities were brought out more so I feel like yeah I don't know I think listening to the first like three-fourths of the book ruined it for me a little bit but I I don't know it was an interesting mystery and I think it was pretty well thought out um and uh, yeah, I don't know. A generic mystery. I think, well, I, I, my mom said she absolutely, absolutely loved it because she like loves mysteries and she said she's going to read the whole rest of the series. <laughs> so in terms of recommendations, I think I would recommend it if you like mysteries because it's definitely like, 
I don't there's a lot of aspects you can tell that the author took time to read the book so yeah I would recommend it if you like mysteries or you the just author took it. time to read the book I'm gonna write the book <laughs> <laughs> like think of stories and like characters and how they fit into the story but yeah I would recommend it if you want a good mystery otherwise yeah it's pretty generic what about you, Pooja? So, um, okay, I'm going to start off by saying this. I got through 30% of the book and then realized that I didn't know what was happening. So I restarted the book because I was like, I need to give this book its due. I can't, you know, like I have to, have to be like solid on the whole way through. And as someone who does pay attention while they're reading, I found it very difficult to pay attention while I was reading this book. But I did. I got through 30%, stopped, restarted again, and read the entire thing through. Um, uh, I gave this book two stars. <laughs> I gave this book two stars. Um, kind of. I don't really have much else to say other than what was kind of re- like just to reiterate what was already said. Um, I do think this was kind of a middle of the road mystery. I really like the setup, like from the description, like that is such an interesting setup. However, this book kind of is falls into this trap that a lot of historical fiction or a lot of like older style British literature tends to fall into, which is this uh, lot of exposition rather than like like it's a lot of telling the situation rather than showing the situation. So it's a lot of like this person went and did this thing and then they went there and then they did this other thing and then did this other thing. And for some reason that just doesn't vibe with me. Like I don't like reading a lot of exposition. I would rather read a lot of like a little bit of description, a little bit of exposition and then some dialogue or something like that. But it just, it was very, very much like uh this person did this and then they went there and then they did this and this has happened and whatever, which is why another thing I would rather watch this. If this was a TV show, I'd probably be really into this. It's with like, I, because then you can kind of get more of the atmosphere that they were trying to set up in this book. It's very evident that this person, like I I agree with Sarah. I think this is a very well-written book. It just wasn't in the style that I typically like to consume my mysteries, I guess. Um, One thing I will say, this book is very much a slow burn. It takes a while to really pick up the pace. Um, But if you're into that, that's super cool. This would be perfect for you. Um, I have more thoughts, but like I feel like they might get into spoiler territory. So I'm not going to get into that right now. Other thing that I wanted to mention, the chapters in this book are so long. (laughs) They're like, 30 pages a chapter or something. And I was like, oh my God. Um, There's also a lot of different characters and it's a little bit, it might be confusing to kind of keep track of the characters because to me, for some reason, I felt like a lot of them had the same, like similar names. Like there's like a Melinda, but then there's also like um, some other M person name. It's either Melissa Mary or I don't, yeah, there's like a lot of M names. There, there were quite a few M names and I was surprised that there were so many. Um, but yeah, other than that, I would recommend if you're into like just general mystery, I do think it's a well-written series. If you don't have an issue with exposition versus dialogue or whatever, then that's fine. This is like a very well-written book. Um, but yeah, standard middle, middle of the road mystery, um, solid. It's like a good comfort read, I would assume for if you're if you're into this kind of you know British detective vibes um but yeah that's those are my those are my thoughts cool yeah I I agree with the whole long chapter and like you know a lot of what you said I think um I had the same feeling I generally like to stop reading like put down the book when I'm at a chapter I think that's that's a normal thing (laughs) like I found myself having to stop reading because yeah I I did also find the book dry at some points and then if I stopped reading I was kind of like where am I (laughs) what is going on here right now and um I was I also like read about 20 to 30 percent of the book and like didn't 
fully get into it and I was considering because Pooja told me that she was gonna restart it I was like should I restart it but I was like I'm not gonna be able to finish the book then probably should have I think but anyways we'll get into more things in the spoiler section so if no one else has any other spoiler free thoughts we will give you our warning now that we are entering spoiler territory so if you want to read this book get a good mystery read in um then just pause the podcast here and come back to it or you can keep listening so what did you guys think about the overall mystery now that we can talk about the spoilers I don't know whatever you guys want to talk about but I feel like we got to talk about like the murderer and the whole reveal of that yeah so like I said before I think it was well thought out I think if I took more time to read the book I would properly understand all the pieces and how they fit together but there were a lot of pieces so I think like sometimes I I don't know maybe yeah I would understand it better I think it was I don't know. Did you guys expect the murderer? Because I feel like it it was not like, oh, you were presented with all these details and then you find it out yourself. It was like guiding you to find like a like there was no chance. Like you didn't even know this guy existed, so you couldn't even predict that <clears throat> this dude from I mean, maybe you could predict that when it I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> So I don't know. I think I like mysteries that are more like, here are your options. Who do you think did it? And here it's like, I don't know, (laughs) babied your way into, here's your only option. Yeah, I was like, you mean like mysteries that, that like, they kind of leave hints and then you kind of connect the dots in your head and then you can like yeah I think it's it makes it more exciting otherwise I'm just on a one-way journey (laughs) that's a pretty nice way of saying (laughs) boring for Sarah (laughs) yeah Um, yeah, no, I was gonna ask, like, because I was like, hmm, I don't know who this Franklin guy is, but maybe that's just me. So I no, was like, I, okay, I paid attention the entire book. I did not know. I was like, I still like, I'm like, I still don't see how this person became the killer. Like, I, 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 I paid attention I was like okay I'm like following you I'm following you okay cool 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 I don't know who this guy is it's I I, yeah go ahead Uh, I one thing I was lost of he was like talking about how one of so basically I guess we should explain (laughs) there was uh this old is it air force base or something I don't know I mean wait what are you talking about the, the place where he worked, like the the soldier's place. I don't know. I mean, so so the lady, Lady Benton, she has a lot of like military contacts or whatever because her husband and son were both in the war. So like she just like the basic gist said there's this woman who used to work for her, Patricia. Like she used to invite all these people to her house and that sort of thing. Like when they were on breaks or whatever. From yeah, but the- it's because it's because they took over her land during the war to have a, I don't know, air they had like a base camp or something. Yeah, I think they drove, yeah. flew planes. I don't know. <laughs> I I honestly I forgot that detail. I knew they were like in World War One. Like they were soldiers of some kind. <laughs> yeah so one of the guys on this base um he apparently killed a soldier took his I'm still fuzzy on these details I don't really understand I think he killed a soldier took his identity then the soldier was supposed to go to this 
Air Force Base. So he was just there instead. And then previously, this man killed other people like his wife and his sister-in-law and their their mom or something and a, a couple other people. And then one of the like commanding officers found out that he's not actually who he says he is. Then he killed that man by messing up the steering or something in his car and causing him to crash. And then someone else saw that the steering was messed up in his car. So then he then killed that person. And then uh, years later, he comes back to Lady Bennett like to that town because his brother-in-law we found out lives there. And also because he wants to recover these photographs that the commanding officer stored in Lady Bennett's house without her knowing that proves that he killed these people. Um, I feel like that's pretty much it. <laughs> but... <laughs> I first of all, I don't understand. Did he kill someone, a soldier, or was he? Did he kill some? Did he take the name of some baby in a graveyard? I think he he killed someone and took his name. And then uh, I forgot my other question. <laughs> I don't know. Wait, was this person he killed? Was that the the son, uh, Gerald? Duncan? So he he did kill him at before, like way before. But mm-hmm. the person that Lady Benton saw that mm-hmm. that wasn't Jerry. Yeah, yeah. I that was a separate question. Who was that person? <laughs> I don't know that person. Okay. No, no, no. She. What do you mean? She saw. <clears throat> Reed, like the killer, yeah, and his brother-in-law, or no, his half-brother, in oh, the garden. Franklin. Yeah, Reed, Reed is Franklin. Yes, bro. I was gonna say, like, when you did that whole explanation, I was like, I'm learning so much. Right oh my god, <laughs> dude! If you didn't know Reed was Franklin, you definitely didn't understand anything about. Yeah, did you read the book? <laughs> Listen, I'm telling you, I was like, okay, I know it's Franklin who's the killer. And then I thought I like got like some, I mean, I was like, I clearly don't have lots of information, but I have that one piece of knowledge. But no, yeah, I I did not put those pieces together because that is, I did not read that part well. But um, okay, this, this is, this is coming together for me. <laughs> yeah. But who, okay, who did Lady Benton, like, did someone die? Did Lady Benton see no, someone okay, die? No, oh, right? Yeah. So in the end, um, his brother-in-law was saying that that like Franklin was really drunk or something, and then they were like, "Oh, I don't, I don't even know why anyone would uh, think this is fun." But they were like, "Oh, let's go there and like, I guess pretend." I don't know. We're in the war, or so, I don't know. So he, so then Franklin pretended that he was like this commanding officer that. Captain Nelson, right? Yeah, that that had previously figured out his identity and that Lady Bennett really, I don't know, I don't know, was drawn to. I don't know. She (laughs) she was like friends with him because she keeps Uh, being like, yeah, he used to like read books in my library all the time. (laughs) So then she was like, that's why she was spooked because she was like, oh my God, someone, someone like he was dead now he's in my yard but it's really just franklin and a flashlight and his half brother who pretends to die and then they run away and then that's why she calls the police Hmm. okay yeah but like so like that the actual setup part there was no murder however that guy reed slash franklin does kill afterwards so he kills patricia after ian rutledge gets there and like so Patricia dies and then yeah, Rutledge also investigates Jerry's death, which happened many years before. But his mom is like, I don't know where he's buried. I don't know what happened. And there's like this rumor that like Jerry like deserted or was like a traitor or whatever. 
um, of his troop. And she's like, no, like, I'm pretty sure he died. I don't know where he is. So he is also investigating that simultaneously. Little does he know everything's connected, but yeah. Crazy stuff. I had a couple of thoughts that I wanted to discuss. Um, Let's go in order. (laughs) So number one, one thing that I think separates this mystery series from a lot of very common mystery series is that there is only one detective. So in a lot of British series like Agatha Christie or even Sherlock Holmes, you have a detective and then you have like a detective sidekick. In this case, what you have is Ian Rutledge, who is the main detective. And then you have a character called Hamish. And this is common, like a common thread throughout the series. But basically, Ian Rutledge is, um, you know, he was like a captain in World War One, And, you know, he was fighting. And like his captain is this guy named Hamish. But Hamish at some point starts acting very like out of character and kind of dangerously. And so Ian, as part of like to save his men or like to save his troop or whatever, ends up ordering Hamish's death and like to kill Hamish basically um, in order to like as like a precautionary measure as like a protective measure for his troop and everything so he carries a lot of PTSD and guilt around Hamish's death because he's like I essentially killed my commanding officer my friend all that sort of stuff so Hamish throughout the series is a character in um, Rutledge's head so like he's like kind of he would he's kind of like a sidekick character but like doesn't exist like he's only in Rutledge's head and like Rutledge talks to him and like Hamish like gives Rutledge ideas or whatever but like really it's just Rutledge thinking in Hamish's voice in his head basically um but yeah what did you guys think of this concept um I thought it was interesting but I feel like it maybe I'm crazy. I don't think it added that much to the story. <laughs> like I don't think you really needed him. I mean, he would do be like, oh, there's a man over there or something like that, or like watch out. Or, I don't even know. And I guess it's nice to have like a little conversation. So it's just not only Ian talking to himself. I mean, I guess it is, but like, it's not like there, there's like more of a conversation, but at the same time, I didn't think it was like present enough that it like was necessary, you know? Yeah, I feel like I agree. I think it's not like he was helping with like piecing together parts of the murder from anything I remember, um, But yeah, I do think like it is nice to have a sidekick character. I didn't really think about that. It's like missing from this book. But yeah, I think it's like, honestly, I feel like Lady Benton was just like the other main character that was kind of always there. But like, not like, I don't think she (laughs) really did anything super helpful either. So yeah, I feel like that would have helped with more of like, like if two people were figuring it out together that would be a little more interesting to read about but yeah Hamish just kind of annoyed me honestly (laughs) I'm sorry Hamish (laughs) (laughs) yeah I like throughout the entire book I couldn't really tell Hamish's role because like I did think that there were many times where Hamish like warned Rutledge, like you should be worried of this guy. You should be worried of this situation or whatever. Sometimes he was kind of like his subconscious. Sometimes he was just kind of like voicing his inner thoughts. Sometimes he was just bothering Rutledge, like just being annoying to him. And I was like, I couldn't really tell like what his role was, but it seemed to me that there was like, it kind of was trying to emulate maybe like a Sherlock and Watson type of situation or like a Poirot and Hastings type of thing. However, I do think that like their conversations or was like the only 
main dialogue, honestly, because a lot of it was just like, again, as I mentioned, like exposition. Otherwise, it would have just been exposition because like Rutledge doesn't talk to that many people. So it's just like he went here and then he went and did this other thing. And then he talked to the voice in his head and then he did this other thing. Um, So, yeah, so I was like, "Eh, okay, but anyway, okay. My second point that I wanted to talk about was Kate. Okay. (laughs) Honestly, the most interesting thing in this book to me was the relationship between Ian and Kate. (laughs) I was like, I just want to see more of them. I was like, if this was more of a love story, an unrequited love story of Ian, (laughs) you know, loving Kate and just wanting to be with Kate this whole time, I, I would read that book. Instead, I was like, oh, I have to read about this murder. I could just read this unrequited love story. Um, because I just felt like their relationship was so interesting. Like, she's like, oh, he's such a good friend. She like goes to him for issues. Basically, we don't really know that much about Kate other than she's this girl that Rutledge definitely 100% likes, but isn't admitting that he likes her. And he's like, she she's just like a friend of his or something also this book tends to go between like past and present you can't really tell that much between what's past and what's present but anyway Rutledge likes this girl um and she's like oblivious to the fact that he likes her and she just like oh he's such a good friend and he like she like shows up to his house like hey I ran away from home (laughs) so (laughs) can you like help me And then Rutledge is like, sure, of course I will help you. And like does everything in his power to help this girl. And, you know, like she has like her own issues or whatever. But I thought the funniest thing was like afterwards, she's like, oh, you're such a good friend. And he's like, in his head, he's like, I just want to be more than friends. I don't want to be your friend. And I was like, Rutledge, my guy. See, I would read a whole book of just... um, them too but anyway what were you guys' thoughts on this uh I, I think because the whole plot there went over my head I wasn't super into it and I was like I don't see the point of this at all because <laughs> I mean honestly it didn't add anything to the mystery I get, except some like maybe like romance (laughs) not even romance so I was like what is the point of this I don't understand I mean maybe if you read the earlier books and then you understood maybe who Kate was it would be more relevant but I was just like who is Kate why is Kate here Kate is not relevant to this investigation at all so I don't know I don't know It, it wasn't bad but I don't know it was unnecessary in my opinion. Yeah, I feel like I I was just like scrolling through some people's reviews on Goodreads and like someone was talking about how it's like definitely a recurring thing. Like, and I mean, it seems obvious because the book like ended on something about like Kate. And so, yeah, I, I agree that I wish like it was more part of the book, but I think it's something that you can't, super expect from like a book in a series like this because obviously like there's some element of like if you're reading this book in a series like other stuff has happened in the other books that would potentially be relevant um and like as long as the mystery in this book is kind of self-contained in this book it's like obviously the author can bring up other characters and like would probably do that if it's part of the series. This is a somewhat unrelated question, but I am now wondering if like for a book like this that is number 24 in a series, and I'm thinking of like, you know, Agatha Christie books, I think they're similar, like Nancy Drew books are similar where like people just pull out a book and it's not like you're gonna necessarily read this entire series in order. It's like not that type of series, but I think knowing that the author should make some more effort to explain characters a little bit more. Like, I don't know. I think that they, like, assuming from all of our, like, experiences with, like, not really knowing who Kate was, I think this author didn't, like, do that. And 
I get it for people who have read the whole series. It would be kind of annoying maybe to like be like, oh, this is this person. And, you know, I, I guess draw out a little bit more of that like setup. But I do think that if this is number 24, <laughs> the like author should help some people out a bit. I don't know. What are your guys' thoughts on this somewhat tangent point <laughs> of should like a book like this have set it up or is it just on us to like kind of be like okay we just don't know like this background I don't know I'm a little conflicted because I feel like if you're like a diehard fan of the series like it gets annoying if every single book is like set up and you already know everything uh but at the same time if it's a new reader that doesn't feel like starting from the beginning then it's like how are they ever going to figure out what's going on? Even if you start at book 24 and then you finish the series, you can still be like, I have no idea. Like, I don't have all the information on this background story. So I feel like, I don't know, there's like a fine line between like rehashing enough details to make people understand and then not boring your like diehard fans that already know it. So I have, I, I kind of, Agree, but also disagree slightly. So one thing is, um, so one series that I'm a big fan of is Joe Spain's Inspector Tom Reynolds series. And as of right now, the book, the series only has six books. And I think it's kind of the end of the series too. I don't think there's going to be any more. But I read um those books like kind of separated so I read like one and then like several months later I read like the next two or something like that and I assume in a series like if you read them in like as they come out especially if it's like an ongoing series because in this case this this series was ongoing like you, there is a significant period of time between the last book you read and the next book you read so like Oftentimes that rehashing can be useful just because like there is a, you know, even if you are an at, like, if you know all the characters, you know, all the situations, like you still like, you don't mind the rehashing, but if you were to read all of them, like together, like Sarah's mom, if she reads like all the books from beginning and every single book is rehashing the same thing that you just read in the previous one, I can see how that can get like super annoying and can kind of be like, I know this. I just, I just got this. Um, but yeah, but I think like, I, I don't know. See, in my head, I'm assuming that like, if they're, because all of these mysteries are independent, right? It's not like an ongoing mystery over 24 books, right? It, every single book is kind of independent. So there is an understanding. I think it's on the author actually to like, make sure that the characters are re at least like, aspects of the characters are like explained properly every single time like I think Hamish is a character that happens like that occurs like or sorry that appears in every single book but even in this book like Hamish's origin story is once again like mentioned kind of in detail in the beginning where he's like yeah I killed my friend and I'm like I'm pretty sure if I were to read even like the fourth book in the series that exact same thing would be there um, just because like, that's like, he's an important character and he needs to be explained. Otherwise it's like, how is the reader supposed to know that the Hamish doesn't actually exist? Hamish is just a voice in Rutledge's head. Um, but yeah, I think, I, I don't know. It seemed like Hamish was explained, but Kate was like, I don't know. I, maybe if Kate has a larger role in the book. But, like, she was kind of a, like, low-key kind of a side character. Like, I don't know. I feel like she wasn't just, like, briefly mentioned. Like, she appeared. So, like, maybe there there was a necessary... There was... It was necessary to, like, really give her a background. Or, like, give at least their relationship a background. Like, what are they? Friends? I don't... I can't tell. Yeah, I feel like that's a good point about Hamish's backstory being explained and Kate's not. And I, I guess it's like Kate is like still alive and everything. So she can like sit or I don't know, it can be more through his thoughts. But still, yeah, I feel like there's just um, 
But I think the other thing that can happen with like anything really, if you like, I don't know, start watching a movie in the middle of the movie or like do anything in the middle <laughs> before you have the clear setup, as long as there is like progression. I think that can be helpful too. Like if we were like, okay, we don't know who Kate was, but like in this book, some more stuff happened with Kate that we can actually talk about, then we could be like, okay, like, yes. But like, as Sarah was saying before, there wasn't enough substance. Like it was there just enough that you're like, and you know, I feel like you can tell that like Rutledge really cares about this girl and everything. So that's obvious, but there was still not enough in it. And it's kind of like, if you're not going to put enough into it, but like put just enough that like people are like, hello, like I want to know more about this romance. Like you can't, have you stretched on this man pining over this woman for 24 books? Like what is happening here? You know? So I feel like the author could have given us something more, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's how he's getting his, readers to continue like reading through all the books I mean I'm sure all the other mysteries are also interesting but also it's like arcade and like kind of like in like psych or like other shows where it's like you know we need we need we want to know like what these mysteries are about but we also want to know if the characters end up together so see if I would this is if this was a show I would watch the show <laughs> I just watch to see if Ian and Kate get together. I'm like, forget the mystery. I just want to see, are these two going to get together or what? <laughs> I am here for this romance. <laughs> yeah. The, I, it's kind of sad, though, if the most interesting thing in a mystery book to me was a one-sided romance. <laughs> oh, I apologize to Charles Todd. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Maybe you should venture into romance. I don't know if that's what you, you've thought about this already, but I don't know. I feel like there was some good chemistry happening there. And I was like, I would like you to explore this avenue um, in, a, in your next book. Thanks. Maybe Kate could just join him. Kate could be like his partner. <laughs> they are solving mysteries together. We, I want to watch that show. <laughs> Is there a show like that? Do you know? <laughs> Not that I know of. No, unfortunately. I want to watch a show where there's like a detective and he has like a partner, but like they're not romantically involved. They're just like strictly professional partners, but then slowly develop feelings for each other over the seasons. <laughs> and then they start liking each other. Like that, I want to see this show someone if you're I mean, listening Brooklyn Nine-Nine okay wait no I've seen Brooklyn Nine that's not the same <laughs> I want like an ongoing detective show where like they are partners like in Brooklyn Nine-Nine Jake's partner is Charles half the time I guess Amy is like there but like they're not like part like they it needs to they they need to be like working together all the time <laughs> It needs to be an ongoing detective series. Like, that's what it needs to be. Okay. Yeah. I see. That is, that is what I, if a listener has any, has knows of one, please let me know. It, this is very important. This, it, this is your task. This is your homework <laughs> before the next step. No books, <laughs> just shows. No, I know. I'm like, yeah, yeah, forget the book. Forget the book. I just want to do the show. <laughs> Um, did you have other, were those your two thoughts, Pooja, or did you have other things to bring up? I had, I had, I had one more thing. <laughs> okay, wait, actually, I kind of had two more things, but they're kind of, you can, we'll loop, group them together um, so that I don't take up too much time here. But, okay, one thing is that, so one thing I was really looking forward to when reading this book is atmosphere. So I don't know, like, you know how Sarah has a thing for Scotland Yard. I have a thing for the British countryside. I don't know why, but I love reading about the British countryside or like, you know, like these like moors or like, you know, kind of like cliffs and whatever shit. Yeah, I don't know why. I just really like reading about those type of things. Yeah. 
Anyway, I feel like this book did not have much atmosphere. Given the fact we're in this like small English town, there was like not that much atmosphere. Like there was this whole cast of characters, but it's like you didn't really know anything about any of the characters. Like you weren't setting up that this was like a sketchy place, not a sketchy place, like a sketchy vibe, right? Like like I feel like the author could have ran with this idea that like there is this kind of group secret or something or like multiple people are in on the secret or multiple people have like strong thoughts about this sort of situation like there was no nothing like this which I feel like if you wanted to set up that like ghost whole like the the whole even in the description like there's like a mention like is this a ghost and if you wanted to go into that then you need to set up more atmosphere and I just feel like this book did not do that um the second kind of loop point into here is the fact that what did you guys think of how slow this book was like that was the most frustrating thing for me I was like why is this book so slow um but yeah anyway that's yeah, I actually didn't realize that it had, like, the description of the environment was, like, non-existent. <laughs> I mean, you knew there was, like, a huge airfield, but it was, like, yeah, I feel like there could be more, like, atmosphere of it being spooky or, like, literally anything. It wasn't anything except, yeah, they didn't. Except maybe a small town because there's like two hotels and then that was the only description. Um, I think it was extremely slow moving. <laughs> I mean, I get that it's like, I don't know, the author left like little crumbs of <laughs> what clues that Ian finds. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> yeah hints but it could have been done like a little bit faster to be like a little bit more engaging I feel like to read this you want to have like you just have time to read a book and you're not really pressed at all (laughs) like we are (laughs) so yeah I think I think the pace of it depends on what environment you read it in because for me I didn't really like it because I was like hurry the fuck up but I feel like maybe if I was like uh I don't know on the beach relaxing and reading I would be like it's not that bad yeah yeah I agree with both points around like the atmosphere I think just like honestly there were a lot of characters but I feel like they were just there for like Ian discovering the mystery and stuff but yeah I just wish there was like more in general about other people other things like honestly like a good side story whether it was the romance or something else could have helped I think also the pacing yeah like I mentioned before I just honestly like don't expect super like fast-paced or like this is a mystery that's like not a thriller so I get that and I feel like you do have to go into it being like okay like I'm just sitting down like really getting into this book like Sarah was saying um and I, I was thinking while I was reading it I was like If I was in a different headspace, like, I could really like it. I was thinking back to The Martian. (laughs) I was like, I totally understand why people might not have liked that because I think the, um, like, mindset I was in at that time, I was, like, really getting into a book. And if I did that with this book, I could definitely find it more engaging than I did, maybe. I, I do also think, like, the author could have like like I said I think there were some points where I was like oh yeah like Patricia died like nice we got another murder to like tie this all together but also it didn't it didn't feel super different than like other like I wasn't like oh wow like there's another murder it's just like okay maybe this will get more interesting now but then then it kind of didn't again so I feel like yeah the 
overall I think that it I don't know it, I think it still can be satisfying for some people but it's just nice when the pacing is a little bit faster and I think also having other suspects like urgency helps um I guess there was like the scene kind of towards the end where like they were trying to chase down Franklin and there was like people shooting at each other and they were like trying to catch him basically what did you guys think about that part there was a little more action and I don't know it's something I generally like but I still like because I didn't find the rest of the book as engaging I feel like I still didn't like love that part or anything yeah I thought it was engaging I was definitely more engaged than previous parts of the book um, I don't know I think um yeah I appreciated the pace a bit more uh yeah I don't know <laughs> Yeah, I agree. I think the last part, like the last, I want to say 20% was a lot more engaging than the entire rest of the book. But <laughs> but I do think it. I, this is something I mentioned in I think a few podcasts that we've had so far where a lot of like this, it's like all, if you condense all your action in the last part, it's like tends to, I don't know, it's like a little bit it's like very, it's just like condensing too much in a very short period of time. But just like, if you kind of space it out, like if you had like a little chase in the beginning or like chase in the middle and then chase at the end, it's like, okay, like this guy, you know, there's some action happening that's kind of like interspersed throughout the entire book rather than just kind of like all at one point, which, but that being said, given the nature of the book, like it's a mystery series, it's a detective series. So it's kind of like, there's like a climax and then this is like where all the action is happening because you're trying to reveal there's so many reveals happening so you're like okay it makes sense kind of like if you were watching a detective show the end of the episode is kind of like where all the reveals happen so I'm like same same thing also I did google it this entire series doesn't have a show very disappointed so popular how could it not have a show it's coming it's coming wait really no oh (laughs) i thought you knew i thought this was like known information no i just i'm speaking it into existence okay i would watch the show if there's a whole kate ian drama i'd I'd watch it i'd watch the mystery that too i feel like if they if they filmed it in like some nice english countryside i would just watch it i feel like you can see the atmosphere you know and then it builds up the thing because you can't and then but the only thing see one thing i would find interesting though is how are they going to do the voice in the head you can do that easily you just i mean they okay they could do it easily but it's just like is he just going to be like walking around with his voice in his head yeah he's going to like speak out loud that's not interesting maybe it is i don't know i'd have to see it show me it convince me that this is interesting yeah, I feel like it also, I mean, I guess they can make the episodes as long as they want, but I feel like if it was a solid, like, 30-minute episode situation, then, like, or maybe not 30 minutes, I feel like that's too short for mysteries, but, like, maybe a 45-minute show, and then it's, like, okay, we're, like, getting through the exciting parts and, like, maybe leaving out some of the more dry parts, which I feel like it does happen with books like this sometimes but I did want to also say like the fact that it was called a game of fear like I don't know it gave me different expectations man because that was like I know this is more of just like a detective mystery but you're gonna call it a game of fear (laughs) like I want to be scared for these people but I really wasn't I was like okay there are murders happening sucks I was not feeling a game of fear. Yeah. Yeah. I I was going to just say I feel like there was a lack of tension throughout the entire book because you didn't know what the stakes were. So you're just like okay, like I don't know. Like even um what was it? 
even I know you guys didn't like a simple favor, but like at least there was some tension. <laughs> like there was like there was something occurring, and you were like you know anticipating something to happen. Here you're just like, is guy gonna find this out or like what? Like can we go home now? Yeah, also, I feel like. <clears throat> go ahead. No, I was just gonna say like I feel like towards the end it was more like okay like this person has reason to even kill like lady benton and like other people but yeah like towards the end we realized like okay all these murders are kind of connected but i feel like that part was established somewhat in the beginning or like i don't know throughout the book you're like yes there's murders happening but like serial killer could kill me like build up that part of the tension more it would build up like yeah the tension the urgency to like solve the murder it's kind of like yeah like they can they can figure it out I mean they should hurry it up so I know who the murder is but otherwise it seems like not that they're taking their time but like you know it's not like you the stuff that you find out is also not like really helping you like not giving you very crucial clues until the end so yeah, what were you going to say, Pooja? I was going to say the first book of this series was released in 1994. If they were dragging out this K and E and thing since 1994, I swear. We're not born in 1994. This is I'm just saying, if they are dragging it out since 1994, I'm like, forget Kate, dude. Go move on to someone else. Yeah. They can't be dragging this out since 1994. That's that's 28, what is that? 28 years? 28 years. That's too many years. Yeah. There's still no TV show after 28 years? I don't know if it's coming. (laughs) (laughs) Cool, cool, cool. Do you guys have any other thoughts questions things to bring up all right well that is a wrap on season three episode three where we read a game of fear by charles todd puja what were we reading for next week so because we are in the swing of summer uh i decided to pick a book that has the word summer in the title (laughs) you know on brand Uh, (laughs) but this book is called my summer darlings i didn't read the entire description i just saw that the beginning part just says three lifelong friends plus a dangerous sexy new stranger in town that's all I read. Uh, you know, we're in the vibe of the friendship books. I, I'm bringing it back. I know last season we we had some luck. You know, Wahala was a good friendship bro- book. Um, <laughs> I can't remember any other good friendship books. Um, but I'm going to try again. Okay, I'm going to try again. We're going to do My Summer Darlings. You know three lifelong friends and a new stranger coming in and this is by may cobb um and it's a new release also it's like 2022 release um so it should be a nice new fresh friendship book maybe with a little extra spice (laughs) hopefully you guys like it i don't know i i I don't know who this author is either so i genuinely don't know what to expect me too i don't know why it just keeps giving me whenever i read that part i'm like thinking of um the southern book club's guide to slaying vampires and like the vampire entering also i guess kind of like wahala in terms of just like a new person entering yes dynamic. So I'm like, mm, let's see what happens here yeah yeah mm, hopefully it's good i don't know <laughs> I enjoyed Wahala, so I, I think it's, I, I admit that. I also, Southern Book Clubs, I don't know if, I don't, I hope there's no vampires in this book. <laughs> I think they would be a little more clear if there was. Yeah, I don't, I, I think it's just like a normal book. Like, I, I don't think there's any, like, supernatural elements to this. But I am, I, the other thing is, 
uh, this is something that I kind of shared earlier. I was like, I don't think this has an extremely high rating. <laughs> so, like the other book I was suggesting has a higher rating than this one, but it's all right. We'll test it out. Listen, you you can't go based on ratings. Sometimes like books are recommended that are you know that are not as good, and then books aren't recommended to you, and they're actually fantastic. So to each their own with the ratings. Yeah, I'm excited. Oh, it seems interesting. I don't know what to expect, but hopefully it's good. Awesome. We will find out next week, but until then, hope everyone has a great week. Bye. 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 Bye.